Hello, Tile Lights, and welcome to a brand new Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got a lot of news to get through today, guys, so we're going to jump right into it. We normally start off with our comic book news, Marvel DC, but um, we're actually saving it for the end of the podcast. So Switching it up. Switching it up because we really want to get into that, into the Marvel Disney deal, but we're going to spend some time on that at the end. So first off... Uh, Quentin Tarantino and J.J. Abrams are in talks to uh, maybe create a new Star Trek movie, or at least the idea of it. Um, you know, I, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of details out there. It's a yeah. lot of speculation. It's it's a very strange. Like we've heard this, we've heard these kind of these rumblings before that Tarantino was going to jump on a Star Trek movie, and people were like, uh, yeah, sure, but. Uh, now it's seeming to be more of a reality, and uh, there's the speculation, uh, you know, a mist. So hopefully, you know, it does something different. Uh, they're saying maybe in that that the Muir universe. Uh, so who knows what's going to come out of that one? Yeah, I mean, you know, with Star Trek uh, Discovery doing well on CBS All Access. Um, and I, I personally thought Star Trek Beyond was amazing, and that was mm-hmm. Simon Pegg wrote that, you know. So, or maybe yeah, that was the best it. of the three, you know. Yeah, it was very, it really was very good mix of the Next Generation, the new movies, and the original series. Um, so, hey, Quentin Tarantino and Quentin and JJ uh, want to do something? Sure, fine, whatever. I'll watch yeah, it. Seriously, seriously. Um, as long as Simon Pegg is also involved. Hmm. Uh, Sabrina, this teenage witch, uh, which was originally coming to the CW, is now going um, on a two-season uh, order on Netflix. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this because I was very excited when it it was supposed to be coming to the CW and thinking that that world might get mixed with Archie. And now I don't know if we could ever get a crossover. Um, what do you think? I, you know, it is kind of strange, uh, especially since they're going for that, the more darker Sabrina. I, what was it called? The, the afterlife. No, the second, oh, yeah. It's Gucci afterlife. I don't like know. The, the creepy tales or whatever of Sabrina. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, uh, it's very different than that old TV show with Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, so, you know, when they started to go towards the more of the, the darker uh, setting, I really thought that would fit well with the, the Riverdale world. But, uh, who knows? I mean, we could still get crossover, we could get, get references, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, they have that contract with them that, you know, basically as soon as something happens on the CW two weeks later, or maybe even less, maybe it's six days later, the whole season shows up on Netflix, so I could be wrong. Maybe there are, you know, crossover potentials. Um, but, it, you know, it's just, it's different when you have, like, the binge-worthy, you know, they're going to put out every episode on Netflix, whereas we have to wait weekly on Riverdale. So we shall see. Um, Ridley Scott says that <laughs> future alien movies will focus on androids. Isn't that called Blade Runner, Mr. Scott, Sir Scott? Not well, fucking aliens? <laughs> you know what's interesting about that, though, is that people have tried to tie those two movie worlds together, and there are there is a lot of evidence to that. But... Here's the thing about Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott is like, oh, I'm never going to do an alien film again. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden we get Prometheus and Alien. Um, Covenant. Whatever. Yeah, Covenant. And then, so now it's like, all right, so you you got you got David and David 2, like, 
jerking all over each other in, the, in that in Alien Covenant. So now let's just go do more of a David movie. You know what? Michael Fassbender, that character is great, but you said you're going to do an Alien, a new Alien trilogy. So now why are you going to deviate again? So I just really just got talks and talks and talks. And then, you know what? What he makes is decent. But at the same time, we're getting this other movie that was shut down like Alien 5 when we, you know, we could be getting more of what we really watched. Yeah, you know, Ridley Scott needs to quit making these movies. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I love Prometheus, but Alien Covenant is a real kind of like deviation like actually david to me was the worst part of that movie um he did amazing work the martian he's got that new movie where he had to replace kevin spacey i can't remember what it i think i can't remember what it's about winston churchill i don't fucking know it doesn't matter it'll probably be great i mean because really scott is a master of what he does but yeah get away no, from i mean it. yeah no offense to really scott but this yeah. is the alien franchise and yeah. it's like we want we want aliens so yeah i agree but, all right, um, Mega Man is back. Uh, Mega Man 11 um, has been announced for next year in the springtime, as well as the Mega Man X collection, um, which will be going to all councils. Um, it's the 30th anniversary of the first Mega Man. Um, so Capcom came out the other day, made these announcements. Um, you know, they made Mighty Number no. 9. Uh, in response to being no Mega Man series for a long time, it sucked ass. Um, and now it looks like Capcom was like, "Okay, we can't screw this up." <laughs> Clearly, people want Mega Man. Let's let's do it. And I'm one of the backers yeah. of that Kickstarter, so you know, fuck it. You could, you could talk. I played it one. I played it like one time, and I go, "Okay, this isn't what I wanted." And I and that was it. So too bad. Yep, it is too bad. I, one other little uh, snippet of Capcom news: the Monster Hunter World uh, beta goes up on the ninth, so only yeah. a few days late. Until then, they announced what's going to be a part of that uh, for you know four-player combat uh, arena and, and a couple other missions. So it's going to be a, it'll be a fun little beta. Uh, I hope that you know you get on that because it's it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. I can't wait for this. It's 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 a huge thing that it's uh, departing from Nintendo, uh, and now it's finally back on you know the main consoles again. So I'm I'm pumped for that game. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for trying it um, finally because I've never played them. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, moving on to our normal Star Wars news. Ryan Johnson came out uh, to talk about his new trilogy, and he confirmed that it will not be set in the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, He did not say it won't be set in the Old Republic. It won't be set before all of the events. He just said that they were doing uh, episode eight. You know, they were moving along. It's coming down. They're editing it. And... um, he was having a lot of fun with Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy, and they were kind of like, well, we don't really want this fun to end. And he goes, well, I, I do have an idea. So uh, he, and the, the whole focus was new, new characters that we've never heard of before, um, new settings, you know, everything's new. Whether it's old or not, it's still new. Um, you know, not a throwback to everything else, which I personally am super good with because Star Wars is rich in lore and I don't need to see a Java movie, a Han movie, a Boba Fett movie. I, I, I'm not going to not go see them, but 
I don't need to. So the idea that this is going to be completely new, different characters that we've never heard of in a setting that we've never seen before, I'm pumped. And, and from everything that I've seen, well, I can't say I've actually really seen anything with episode eight other than the first trailer. But everyone, everyone's reactions make me seem like this movie's going to be great. Yeah, there, there's no doubt in my mind that um, that Ryan Johnson is the newest love child of Disney and Lucasfilm. Um, He's the new. I mean, they, they offered, they offered, you know, no, they even offered, you know, they offered him the episode nine before Abrams, and you know, it was cool that Abrams is going to come back and close it up, but. I, I'm really excited that Ryan Johnson gets to, you know, really explore this. Uh, one of the ideas that was floating around there was we haven't really seen much of the Outer Rim, uh, and a lot of things do come from that uh, in Star Wars lore, including Thrawn, uh, who's, you know, up and coming right now in the new canon. So there, I would love to see something kind of just getting away from the usual Star Wars, you know, universe core that we know and going into exploring new new worlds and territories as they as they've said so yeah who knows who knows i mean that's exciting uh just it means that lucasfilm is really dedicated to uh moving the, the narrative forward you know instead of just doing the, the skywalkers or these these standalone films that you know that we can argue about are good or bad you know it's 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 gonna we're just growing the star wars universe year by year and it's so far it's it's been pretty uh pretty stellar Exactly. I, I wanted to, I'm just throwing in a, a audible here. Yeah. Um, Daisy Ridley commented on <laughs> episode nine and what's going to happen. Misquoted. <laughs> well, I don't know if she was misquoted. No. I think no. Disney came back and put the smack down on her. Um, right. I don't have her original quote, but basically she said that she didn't know if she'd be back after episode nine. You know, she can't think that far into the future. You know, right. Maybe, character's not going to be around and those are the normal things but what she said that screwed up was like i only signed on for these films i'm not coming back and maybe that did get a little bit misconstrued but she doesn't know you know what i mean i'm sure mark hamill didn't know i'm sure well we know harrison ford didn't know (laughs) so who knows what will happen and if ray continues on and, and i fully believe that she will um you know i could see them coming back 30 years later or 10 years later and starting a new trilogy or something like that. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, I have a feeling that Ryan Johnson's going to make us all flip on our heads. And I would not be surprised if a major character dies. Um, well, shit, I guess technically Han already died and Cr- Princess Leia, who knows how they're going to finish that up. But one of these new guys, Poe, Finn, Daisy, if one of them dies so that they completely change what we know from star Wars. So we can't say it's a beat for beat. If you kill off one of these main characters, then it would, it would be a pretty big shocker. Yeah. And we have one week until the last Jedi. And yeah, I've never been more excited <laughs> for Star Wars film in my life. I mean, this well, one, yes. I'm sorry. Not, yes. I can say have been. <laughs> I have been, but I mean, now that we've, delved into this world that we know that the force awakens is kind of like uh you know it's it's an homage and it's it's a great start but this is where the story really gets going and it's and this is where everything changed in the original trilogy um where you can really just take it's the climax of the films you know before you really settle them out in in episode nine and and tell the rest of the story so this sets this is going to set up a lot of stuff and i think we're going to get a lot of fan service and probably 
more questions, I'm sure, and no answers to some of the other questions we had before. Probably, probably. Um, so, are you going to that fan event? Can you tell me about this? What the fan event? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is just speculation. I read it today. It's like, so why why have this fan event that we're paying this extra money for if it's not going to be something special? It's. Oh, uh, I am going to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the poster we already got through Fandango. It was it was a promotion, whatever bullshit they wanted to tell me before they tried to screw me out of the poster. But the fan event itself, <clears throat> I, I really, I really question what's going to happen at this. I mean, we've gotten you know we've gotten footage from other movies in front. You know, when you go to IMAX, you get sometimes a, a preview, five minute preview of other movies, uh, stuff like that. So, you know, we've seen very little of uh, Ron Howard's solo movie and. It's you know it's wrapped. It's due out next summer. So why why not take the chance? You know, take the opportunity to show off some of that. You know, really get people excited because I'm not excited for it. Yeah, I, I you know I keep forgetting it exists. I I do forget about it until I see a picture of Ron Howard. But I think you might be right about that. Where what I think will happen is I fully think we're going to get a full preview of Han Solo before the Force Awakens. It's it's Last coming week. out in May. You know what I mean? It's it's in less than six months. It will be out. We need to see that preview. There's no celebration next year. Um, there's no real big event, convention or otherwise, to get people excited for it other than you're already seeing Star Wars. So I fully believe that we're going to get a preview. At the fan event, though, if they do kind of what they did with like Rogue One and all the other ones where they have like that little... Uh, behind the scenes uh, sizzle, I think that would be pretty cool. And I think that would also get people excited for this movie outside of the preview too. If you got a little bit more, like if you were the only people to see that footage, because they keep that shit hidden a lot of times. And, um, you know, you got to see that. Then I think, um, I think that's probably the only thing that you could get because, you know, I don't want to see a behind the scenes of episode nine or sorry episode eight um before before i see it like that's just stupid you know they've already released a few behind the scenes for that for episode eight so i mean right but i'm saying like at a fan event i don't don't exactly sit down and be like oh okay great well can we just actually fucking watch the movie then please yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't don't need that it's like putting a frozen short before coco when everybody just burns your movie theater down. What was so. that all about? I didn't need any of this controversy. I didn't understand it either. I was just like, what's the deal? I remember back in the days um, when you would go see a Disney movie sometimes, they would put a short on before it. And nobody had any issues with that. But now it always mom. does it. Well, always. yeah. But in the modern day of cinema, where they make you sit through 20 minutes of previews anyhow, and then they make you sit through a 20-minute short, you're sitting there for 40 minutes before you watch the fucking movie you went to see. So I understand, like, I I love previews, but I can't fucking stand sitting there for that long anymore. It's like, it it just it, I I get the I get the kind of the outrage. And you know what? This short was only for a select like a select amount of time, so it's not like it's going to be on for much. You know, I think it was already that been opening time. weekend. Yeah, that was it. But then it's just it's funny because like Frozen is such a big worldwide phenomenon, and people are just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about Olaf's frozen adventure yes (laughs) okay i got it now yeah that makes sense um all right well before we get into actually you know what let's go to dc news and then we'll take a commercial break is that cool yeah all right so dc news um we got a trailer new trailer for black lightning 
um, set to premiere on January 16th. Um, I, what day is it on? Do you know? I guess I could look. I guess I can look. That's a stupid question. I can just answer that myself right now. It is a Tuesday. So does that take over for Legends then? Does, is Legends on a short season again? No, Legends Legends still runs with the other shows. So, I mean, even if it's on a short season, it comes back and ends short, you know, before the other ones do. If it, I'm not sure how many episodes this season is, but that's... Well, I'm saying, like, if Flash is on in Legends, that's Tuesday night. Where does yeah. Black Lightning fit in? Black Lightning will probably end before they come back. I don't so it's know. Four episodes? They're oh, coming right. back in February, dude. Right. Not even four episodes. Oh, yeah. we should probably look that up. Because that's that's actually interesting. Let's get... Can you email don't forget to tell one at gmail.com and tell us or tweet us or something because I I don't know. Don't yeah. know what that one is. That'll be okay. interesting. Having yeah. five shows. Yeah, right? And maybe that's why they put Sabrina on CW or on Netflix. Maybe they just maybe. said, listen, this is the fucking DC network right now and we gotta chill out a little bit before <laughs> DC gets their streaming service and pulls them all off. <laughs> Which could happen. Speaking of free, their streaming service... It won't, it, won't, it won't happen because WB owns CW anyhow. So it's, it's, all, it's all in the family. It is. It is. You're right. Okay. So, but speaking of that service... Um, we got our first look at Robin Nightwing in Titans. Um, he had a cracked R. On his nothing. <laughs> well, okay, we got our first look at Robin in this thing, <laughs> which is a cool choice. Um, but we know, know it's Nightwing. We we know it's they Robin. Announced, they didn't they didn't announce Robin for the show. They announced Nightwing for the show. They announced Dick Grayson for the show. Uh, yeah, and then the speculation was, will it be Robin or Nightwing? So. What's always interesting, though, is Titans deals with the team when they're older and is usually at Nightwing and, you know, whatever. But I think it's cool that they are starting with Robin, which means he will make that transformation on that show like he did um, for Teen Titans. So it's it's a good start, and Robin looks uh, pretty fucking amazing. It's probably the best costume rendition we've seen uh, from these shows. It's comic accurate. Yeah, um, I am curious. I'm assuming the tone of the show is dark because the picture looked like he was shot in a fucking alley. No <laughs> pun in, or pun intended, Batman fans. Also, is he going to reference Batman? Is Batman going to be named in the show? I hope to God that we see Batman on one of these shows because it's, it's getting it's getting ridiculous. Arrow six seasons in, and we can't even show up show a Bruce Wayne. Even yeah, Bruce Wayne meeting Ollie, just that would be fine for me. I think we're on the. I think we're on the road to that. Uh, six seasons in, Chris. It on doesn't the road to it. it. Doesn't matter. Yes, we are because yeah, this don't end. No, it it won't end. <laughs> right. Anyways, if you think about it, I mean, it took it took Stephen Amell to go to D to go to WB executives and say, "Listen, I want to name drop Batman and Bruce Wayne on the show instead of just like jerking around the circle for it." You know, it's. I mean, it's happening because now it's like Warner Brothers get a little, you know, a little more loose about what they're allowing. And um, I think that they really need to recognize that this is where their their popularity is. This is where their success is. So stop fucking around with these movies, you know, but you need to put more into these shows. Well, the movies make them, mil- you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And the TV not what they want, though. Don't. 
my, no, they want to make billions, but I'm saying like, you're not going to spend, God knows how much money it costs to, to do these shows. You know what I mean? Cause like as much as I love the crossover and I really fucking love that crossover, you know, the CGI sucks ass because it's on TV. Yeah. Cause they don't have, of course. And, you know what, what though? Wife and I both said, if we saw this on the big screen, it would be insane. You know what though? I don't care about the CG on TV because I accept it. It's I like, I'm just, you know what I mean? It's easier to accept. But when you take a look at something like, hey, look, Justice League is supposed to be your biggest movie, and you're going to take you're going to take a loss on it. Right. I just don't think that they're going to invest that type of money into the. No, they're going to put that TV. in the streaming service. That's where that's going. We'll Hopefully, see. it goes into Titans. That's that would be amazing. Um, continuing the Titans news, uh, could Manu Bennett, uh, his Deathstroke character, show up on Titans? You know, That's it's fine. another one of those pussyfooting around things that they did. Like, you know, Manu Bennett's like, oh, fuck WB, fuck DC. And at the same time, he was always there in the background. I think same thing with jo- uh, Joe Mangianello. Like, th- they they want this Deathstroke character to be there. I think they understand the popularity of him. So. I, I think he'll he'll cross between. Will the Titans cross between the CW verse? You know, like you throw knows. the you throw the Ray in this four part crossover. Don't even have his animated show out. Don't even say who the fuck this guy is. He just shows up there. Who knows? Yeah, they so that so they didn't really use that as a. They just threw him in there. They said, "Hey, here's the Ray." That was one thing. Like I actually still need to look up who he is. Like I was like. It was cool. I liked his character. I liked his power set. But I was like, I know that he's on because I write for a, a you know a pop culture website. Like I know that he's gonna be in there. But if I was just my wife, she's like, who is this guy? Like, couldn't they have just all they? And I said to her, I go, all they needed to do is say one sentence, one sentence of, this is why I'm on Earth X, or I got my powers from the particle accelerator. Because he's from Earth One, but he shows up in Earth X, and they don't tell you anything, anything about why he's there, what happened, blah 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 blah. So they needed to do it for like literally one sentence, two sentences, and it would have made sense, and it would have pulled it all together. But instead, it was just he just literally showed up, and that's it. Weird. Yeah, yeah I would have. Kind of you know, I would have. I would have kind of treated it like kind of like a narrative at the beginning, and said, "This is what Earth X is," and. This is the Ray and, you know, blah, 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 you know, something like that. But it is a good way to kind of promo your new cartoon coming to the seed, which is kind of a pain in the ass to watch. Um, I really wish it would just incorporate itself into the CW app as well. Uh, but you know what? It's cool enough that they're really growing the, the animated shows on there. I mean, it's cool that we're getting a Constantine show. <laughs> You know, yeah, so they're really daring to defy expectations with these. Well, they are. I mean, yeah. they've they've had great, you know, great success with the movies, um, and always with their their animated TV shows. So, I mean, it's like I'd love to see this, especially since it is darker. So, I mean, it's 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 good. Looking forward to it. Exactly. All right, so let's switch back to the movie world. Um, just some things that have come out about the Justice League movie. Um, first of all, a lot of people were talking about the opening theme song. Uh, did you see Justice League yet before we talk about this? No, you can talk about it. I read it. I've read anything. Okay. So, I, I'm going to see Thor today, so I'm, I'm behind. Jesus Christ. Um, so the opening theme song, everyone's like, oh, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder. And then we find out today it was Joss Whedon who picked the 
pick the opening theme song and then people shut up. But Dark Side was originally in the script, Hawkman, John Stewart, and a uh, future world where Batman and Wonder Woman had a baby. So really, really curious as to what the fuck that was all about in that script. But, you know, some things like definitely the Dark Side thing and John Stewart thing is a big uh, disappointment. <laughs> yeah, big miss for a Justice League film. Um, yeah. You know, like, even like with Hawkman, you know, Hawkman is something that is is difficult to introduce. And I understand, like, I would cut that too. But at the same time, Hawkman is like one of my favorite characters. So, I mean, even a reference to that would be cool. But again, it's convoluted. Um, it's too much. Uh, so the other, like you said, though, the other two characters would have probably made people a lot more excited for this movie. Well, there it, was was a, a, it was something they were wanting. <laughs> there was a scene that you could have put Hawkman in, actually, and it would have made sense. Even if it was just like Carter Hall, and that's it. <laughs> uh, no, there's well, yes, that too. But you you could have you could have put in Hawkman. Um, but I mean, he's got he's got a big. I mean, they 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 just killed him. They kill him off in the in the new Rebirth universe, only to bring him back from metal. And it's exciting to see him in back to that. So it's well, he's in flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's there and there and there and everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Reincarnated bastards. <laughs> And then sticking in, again with the DCEU, uh, it seems that Iris West is being recast for the Flash movie. Uh, Kirsten Clemens, who I, I believe was in the Justice League film, and her part got cut out. Um, I think she was actually in a scene, so she probably wasn't too happy. <laughs> yeah, that's why they cast her too early, too. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't get why they would hire somebody to scrap them. I, I don't know. I, well, I don't, I don't know if she got scrapped. She probably quit, dude. They were supposed to oh, shoot, yeah. shooting this Flash film this year. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Like it, has, it had a script. It had a couple directors. And probably <laughs> now after Justice League not having her in it, it's like, is there a Flash movie? Like it's not making enough money. Like they're probably all in limbo. Probably all those actors are like, other than Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot, Everyone else is probably like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, should we be going on to Marvel franchises? <laughs> like, I don't know. So, anywho. Um, and finally, uh, there was a trailer for Batman Ninja, the anime movie from the creators behind, um, well, definitely Afro Samurai. I can't remember who the other guy has done work on because I haven't watched that anime, but... I didn't watch I the thought trailer. It was Cowboy, I thought it was Cowboy Bebop as well. Maybe not, though. I don't think it is. But um, what, did you, what did you think? It's sick. Is <laughs> it's it? anime. <laughs> it's straight-up anime and feudal versions of Batman and the Joker and Harley Quinn. and. Okay, yeah. so it takes place in feudal Japan. Uh, I'm not sure where it takes place. I'm sure it's like feudal Gotham. Uh, but it's... I can't really like pull out a time period of where it actually exists because it's anime and it's ninjas. So I mean, that looks like they're looking. Uh, they're going to the past for these new Batman. <laughs> these new Batman yeah, stories. Yeah, Gaslight and all this. That's cool, um, man. I you know both of those look really awesome, and I I like kind of getting away from just rehashing the old storylines. Um, they've been doing a great job with them, like Judas Contract and stuff, and 
kind of rewriting them as they go and just adapting to the new world. But seeing something like this, I think, pretty fucking awesome. I mean, if if you're an anime fan, yeah. Well, even if you're not, if you're just a Batman fan too, it's great. And a fan of violence. I mean. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that's a good spot to take a commercial break, so we'll be back in just a minute. There the bug is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now! All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, we are back from those commercials, and um, let's get into this Marvel news. So first up, we got a behind-the-scenes photo of Tom Hardy and military duds for the upcoming... You, you wrote Agent Venom movie, but we don't know if it's an Agent Venom movie. It's just a Venom movie, buddy. It is, but <laughs> nowhere in any Brock's past has there been any kind of military involvement. So this is really yeah. raising the question of where they're placing this movie. And you and I... We both agree that doing Lethal Protector sounds a little boring and shitty. So, I mean, I'm I'm down with the Agent Venom movie. I yeah, I would love for it to be Flash Thompson more than Eddie <laughs> Brock um, because it actually makes sense and yep. people are a lot more uh, in tune with I think Flash Thompson than Eddie Brock from all the Spider-Man films. Uh, so, I you know what, whatever. If you're gonna, <laughs> at this point, I don't know what you're gonna put out. Um, so I have no faith in Sony. Um, that's, that's probably the bottom line. You're not Fox who's <laughs> finally redeemed himself after 20 years. Um, and you're not, definitely not Marvel Studios. Fox, Fox has done in the, in the last two years. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it's still better than the, the other. All both of those those third movies are terrible. So I actually think Justice League is better than X Men Apocalypse. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. That's saying something. <laughs> I mean, you like the Last Stand. I hate Brett Ratner. So I mean, we got to move on. Wow. Um, yeah, let's go on. I'm not gonna go down that road. All right, next. Um, <laughs> there's realistic Brett Ratner. <laughs> fuck Brett Ratner. Okay, we at least will be on the record as saying fuck Brett Ratner. I don't <laughs> do that statement completely. Um. Okay, so 
they're Marvel in this it actually I'm, I'm gonna skip this. I'm leaving this actually right before this because it actually ties in to where we're going with the future. So Iron Fist season two adds Alice Eve. Um you'll you'll know her from uh Star Trek two as a really attractive blonde woman who shows up in movies. <laughs> she I don't know. She's she's a good actress actually. She does a movie with um Chris Evans. Uh, I think he might have directed it, and it was actually really good, but uh, that's it. You know, we don't know who her character is. Um, she's in some genre movies, and that's it. All right, I'll, I'll move on. Sorry. Yeah, because, you know, Iron <laughs> Fist season two, I mean, we want it, but we don't want it. <laughs> if it takes entirely in Kun Lun, I will. Yeah. I want that. But redeem yourself, please. <laughs> I don't need it to be, you know, it's the same thing with Thor, which I think is another reason. And you'll see it, why Thor Ragnarok works so well. It doesn't go to fucking Earth ever. I don't need to see Earth. I don't need to see Thor on Earth unless he's with the Avengers. That's it. He does yep. not need to go on Earth. If he needs to fight Roxen and like, but then Roxen turns into this fucking Minotaur thing, like, that's okay. But I, re- I really just don't need these, these otherworldly characters to go and get um, grounded, so to speak, by going to Earth. Guardians, you don't need to go to Earth. Just don't do it. Just just don't do it. Anywho, so done with that rant. Um, Ming-Na Wen, uh, best known for uh, being Agent May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, kind of sort of screwed up and dropped that the Inhumans is probably canceled. Um, someone in an interview asked her if there was going to be an Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover, to which she responded, I thought that show got, and then, you know, the electronic buzzer that goes in people's necks when Disney doesn't hear what they want and shock her. The Suicide Squad brain yeah. bomb? <laughs> yeah. Amanda Waller, even though she's in D.C. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever the case may be, she uh, stopped herself, but... I mean, nobody watched the show. Got shit reviews. Um, yeah. yeah. So you know what I? You know, it was funny because until the end of the second episode, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I hope that most people that are listening have watched it already. I was like, all right, so they're in, they're no, 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 Agents of Shield. Oh. So they go, to, they go to in space, and um, spoiler alert, uh, Agents of Shield in space, and so I'm watching, and I'm like, well, all right, so we're working towards like we're supposed to be working towards hopefully putting agents of shield into maybe the second Avengers movie. I don't know, maybe. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, maybe they'll, you know, they're in space. Maybe they'll meet the inhumans. But then by the end of the second episode, you realize it's a whole fucking time travel mind fuck. And it's, it's probably not going to happen that way. So um, it's yeah. They're inhumans is gone. They, they fucked up so bad that they, they took this, they should have just saved it for phase four to be honest, or not even done it at all. And just like drop name references, who knows? But, um, you know, because now they're in a real bind because they're working on this Captain Marvel movie, which, you know, when you talk about um, the, the cosmic side of Marvel and how like the Kree scrawl war and all, you know, humans are involved in, in, in a lot of things when it comes to that. Uh, I just, I feel like they really just shot themselves in the foot with this one. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's all we gotta say. No no more comments. All right. Um 
There's going to be a podcast called Wolverine the Long Night, um, a mix between uh, Unforgiven and True Detective, um, where there's two detectives who are tracking down Wolverine. And it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be like a radio drama. Um, Thorin Oakenshield or Richard Armitage will be voicing uh, Wolverine, written by Ben Percy, who's currently working on The Green Arrow over at DC. But Yeah, you... People need to be reading Ben Percy's work. I mean, that guy. Oh, I've read Ben Percy's work. It's good. Yeah, yeah. so good. Um, I'm excited about this because it's going to lead into our, our final topic of discussion. But I love, you know, I'm really into like these audio podcasts. We just listened to this one called Deadly Manners, which is like a clue type thing. Radio drama. It was um, uh, LeVar Burton, like did like the voiceover for it and everything. And But there was like, Kristen Bell was one of the characters. RuPaul huh. was a character. Like it was just cool. And from what I I read in the article was like um, they have like this thing. It's called like uh, ambisonic rooms where like the actors will be able to walk around and actually interact with each other, not like in glass cages like they are in The Simpsons. And they're also going to be recording outside, like in outside areas and in the woods to get like really ambient sounds. So it's a it's a it's a really interesting way to produce a podcast because, you know, instead of putting in Foley work, um, you know, like these people in a, a studio just getting like sound clips, they're just going to, Oh, okay. We need a bird. Well, let's just go fucking outside and record next to some birds. And you know what I mean? So um, that's supposed to come out in the spring, I think of next year, but I'm, I'm super excited about it. I love podcasts. I love radio dramas. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I mean, radio dramas are definitely a great thing from the past. And now with the whole new podcast, you know, culture, I think that's I think that's awesome. I think that's just such a, a neat, new, geekly thing in our world. So I'm excited for something like, something like that. And hopefully it'll, it'll catch on and do season two and everything else. Um, more characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so... Yeah. What that leads into um, is our, our big topic of discussion and is that this Fox and Disney merger that was hinted at um, is now rumored to be getting even closer. So the deal again is that Disney will buy all of Fox uh, media in a way. Um, so meaning that they can't buy Fox News because or no, they can't buy Fox News. They can't buy Fox Sports. They just don't want to buy Fox News. I don't think they want to buy Fox News. No, they should. And they could make or maybe money. they'll burn it down. But yeah. anywho, the, the main real thing is like their media. So the Fox movies, uh, which includes Alien franchise and um, also all of the Marvel characters that they don't have, like Fantastic Four and um, all of the X-Men. So, you know, we get this. This little, uh, you know, we got the gifted on television. We got Legion on television. We have this this Wolverine podcast. Like we're getting more X Men comics that are coming out, and you know, Fox has not had any of, or sorry, Disney hasn't had any of the the merchandising rights, which is why you don't see Days of Future Past uh, toys or <laughs> Deadpool toys and stuff like that. So, and Disney obviously is huge on their merchandising. My questions are to you a couple actually a few are you excited do you think this deal's already gone through kind of like the sony spider-man deal which was said to be rumored and then it actually happened and 
is there any potential consequences that you can see to this happening? I am, I am excited. Uh, this is something that uh, I remember. I remember not too long ago when Stan Lee made a, um, a made a statement about how he wanted to bring all of this back together before he died. And yeah. I think that it would be vastly important for um, for this to happen just for him. And I, I think that's that would be great for us as fans. I think it's a great thing too. There are a lot of these elements that have been missing in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I feel we would benefit so much greater from um, just seeing, say, like the Fantastic Four, um, even some X-Men uh, character cameos and stuff like that. It would just, the world would grow so much larger and it would just be such a beautiful thing to be able not to have to like pussyfoot around. Um, your second question was what? Do you think it's been already done is deal done yeah <clears throat> i think so <clears throat> uh it's when did we first hear about this when it was that big that big uh hack right they started the really kind of well that was the sony hack oh that was never mind okay that's yeah. right so let me skip that one but um yeah i think it's done i think that disney i mean i also heard like disney is the has the best offer to fox for this i mean come on who else Disney's not going to let anybody else buy these rights. Um, and we know that it is mostly for the Marvel assets. So, yes, I think that's, I think that it's done. I think that we will hear news either later this week or next week. Before and uh, potential consequences? Uh, maybe we won't get... All right, so the route that Fox is going right now with these these successful movies like with uh, Logan and, and Deadpool, uh, will we see these hard R movies? Will Disney allow this to happen? I'm not sure. Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't want to say yes or no to that. I also think that, uh, that we just watched one of the most violent TV shows um, that has come out in a long time. I really didn't think that they would push the Punisher to the torture and the violence that they did. Um, I I think it is it is my favorite Marvel show as I sit back and, and think about it for the last couple of days, um, only because they did take this this character that they were unable to express properly, in movies, and they were able to express it exactly to one address address violence topics that we're facing in society right now. And also do proper justice to the character that we know is the Punisher. Uh, so it's it's I can't say yes or no if 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 we'll see our, our <laughs> Disney Marvel movies. I mean, it could be that they decide to kind of shift into another another studio, uh, like a, a sub studio that they can pretend like it's not Disney. Who knows? But um, maybe that's the only consequence I can see that we'll lose these the momentum that we've we've seen from Fox. Yeah, I was thinking, I actually want to save the Punisher discussion for another time because I read a, I read somebody saying like, just a blanket statement on Twitter saying how like they didn't think that this Punisher character was done right. And I'll be quite honest with you, when I, when I sit back and I think about the comics, that Punisher that we saw on screen is not the comic book Punisher. No. 
I, fu- I fucking love the series. I think John Bernthal is a Punisher. Je- you know, um, what's his name is a Punisher. Uh, you know, Thomas Jane and, and what's his name as well. I can't Ray remember. Stevenson. Um, Ray Stevenson. But, yeah, Ray Stevenson. But when I look back at my relationship with the Punisher in the comic books, because it's so grounded and I get it, but like, I guess we'll see what season two does. I still think it's like Daredevil season one and this season are the best Marvel so far, even though I love Jessica Jones. I love Luke Cage. I love him, but we'll have a, we'll have a separate Punisher discussion because I, I do think that it still is great as it is. And it is good as it did with dealing with the issues like gun control and PTSD and that they, they handle those things fucking brilliant. Um, Punisher. I don't know yet, but, uh, Anywho, going on with the, the deal here, I think it's done. I think that we're going to see these characters show up in Infinity War Part 2. I mm-hmm. think when Kevin Feige comes out and makes these statements like, oh, we have the next 20 years of films, or t- next 20 films made, or ideas done, well, fucking A. They're not Captain America 4, Thor 4, you know what I mean? They are Fantastic Four, X-Men versus Avengers, like, th- like these big ass fucking events, the secret wars and stuff like that. And secret empire. I guarantee you, I know I can't guarantee you. I feel that we're going to see at least some of the fantastic four show up in infinity war part two. I wrote down, I could see Reed Richards taking over the old Avengers tower and turning it into the Baxter building in a way, You, you know what I mean? Like Tony owns it here you go um, sort of thing. I, you know what, as much, you know, we're on this huge cosmic um, road right now. And I mean, what better way to like really end that second movie. As you're kind of, timeline. you're getting rid of dimension. Well, the six or, six, or the, what's the other one? What? I can't remember what the numbers are. There's six, one, six. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 13, other thing. 13, all that weird. Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen. Um, but at the Star same Wars. time, at the same time, it's like, um, so you're gonna you're gonna battle you're gonna battle Thanos for two movies, basically. What what's gonna happen? In the like maybe the rumors are those those Avengers are gone. Say they they disappear, and then we do a Secret Wars down the road, whatever. But what a better way to really usher in this new timeline? Like, like oh, all right, so this cosmic war is going on. Who can like really notice that kind of shit? Like all of a sudden Galactus shows up, you know, or Silver Surfer, you know, and then we got Fantastic Four, and then you got this whole uh <laughs> adventure for the next to really bring in the Fantastic Four for uh their own movie. So who knows, man. And it's it's funny because I'll be honest with you, I've never read Fantastic Four as a comic. Never. I just I didn't. I man. just never got into it when I was a kid, and I watched the cartoons. Yeah. And I fully appreciate those characters, like all the crossovers that they did, you know, events when there was a Fantastic Four comic. Yeah, I, I read them, of course. And I know the characters actually very well, but it was always like when they interact with these other characters is where I really got to know them more. So I'm excited to for that alone, because obviously mm-hmm. the three Fantastic Four movies that we've had so far are not that good. And downright deplorable in some senses. No, they're not. I mean, they they have decent elements, and they you know whatever. Uh, but like you said, they do best when it's like 
Johnny Storm and Spider-Man team up. Yep. The thing in the Hulk battle. Or when you have Mr. Fantastic as part of like the Illuminati, which now, you know, I saw this, they, somebody did this fake. I saw that. that. You saw that was like Dr. Strange, the Illuminati. If they, if they, if Fox moves these assets over and we get like an Illuminati and this, and that's where they start going with Namor it. Namor shows up. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, it's, eh. It's 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 how they go for the next twenty years. I mean, well, it's, and that's you're already printing money. I mean, Thor is already makes more money than, than Justice League. You know what I mean? And like, you're gonna go and throw in Wolverine in a Spider-Man movie. You know what I mean? Or or like, or Johnny Storm, or obviously Reed Richards is the smartest fucking person in all of Marvel. Like, and I, I mean, we're sitting here like Invisible Woman's not one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? It's like. They have so much to offer. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's like, I mean, all four of those characters are hugely ingrained into the Marvel culture. And and I listen, I, you haven't read any Fantastic Four books. I, I recommend going back and reading some because they are some of the most I've probably read some of the most zany, zany, like yeah. weirdest adventures. Cause they're they're not they're not grounded. They're not like they're they don't have to be because Reed Richards is a scientific explorer and like that's the thing that they have not they have not been able to really capitalize on a film with Fantastic Four. If they do that, stop with this origin bullshit. I don't care. Everybody knows the origin. Tell it at the beginning as kind of a narrative and then go into adventures. Like I wanna see that kind of stuff. I mean, if you can make Ant Man relatable to the general audience, then that's 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 exactly the kind of shit right there. If you can make Doctor Strange relatable to the general audience. I think Doctor Strange right now is like second behind Justice League or something. <laughs> like at some point, you know, it's just you know, and it's a character nobody fucking knows. So, um, anywho, so what what's going to happen? We we don't know, but I I believe it's probably a done deal. I think that these these rumors of uh, oh, negotiations, blah blah blah, they don't come about unless it's already done. Because they did they did this same thing with Spider Man. It was for the longest time. Oh nope, nope, nothing with Spider Man, nothing with Spider Man, and then all of a sudden, nope, oh, he's in Civil War. Well, you know what? Because it's it's done. You know, so we're gonna see like with Wolverine being gone, we got the new kid team, we got these Deadpool, we got X Force, we got New Mutants, um, and they're gonna continue on with that. Uh, to go back to my question, is Disney? Is there any bad things that are gonna happen? I think Disney's gonna treat Fox like Warner Brothers treats New Line. New Line is still allowed to make whatever the fuck New Line wants to do. It's just that Warner Brothers cashes those checks and writes those checks. And I think it's going to be the same thing with Disney with Fox. You want to go and make alien movies and you want to make Blade Runners and you want to make all that other stuff? Sure, go, you know, go ahead. Because the other component that we didn't talk about, which is that Fox owns, uh, what is it? Distribution rights for Star Wars, right? They own the distribution rights to the original trilogy. The original trilogy, but they yeah. they actually own like Episode Four, right? Exactly, That's the biggest one. So uh, you know that Disney wants all of fucking Star Wars. They yeah. clearly see how much money it's making, and they need all that too. So it's a it's a twofold thing where it's a hundred percent owning Star Wars, uh, almost a hundred percent owning. Um, uh, Marvel. I mean, there's a little bit of a, a glitch with Namor and a little bit of a glitch with um, Incredible Hulk, but 
for the most part, they you know they can throw those characters in. Namor, I, I actually don't really ever need to see a Namor film by itself, but oh. if he showed up in the Illuminati or whatever, that's fine. Fantastic Four, you know, Fantastic Four, whatever, that's fine. He's a he's a support character. Yeah. Um. So that's it. You know, super excited about it if yeah. it happens, which it probably already did. Um. As we mentioned last episode, we wanted to end uh, all of our episodes talking a little bit about our passion, our pursuit of plastic. So if you don't like toys, you can turn off the rest of this episode. If you do like <laughs> toys, stay on. Um, we're just going to briefly touch upon uh, Bandai, the um, SH Figure Arts line, announced that their episode 8 Luke is out. It's ready. You can buy him. Um, Chris already did. <laughs> just a uh, couple things to mention about it. Uh, yeah. So Bandai likes to kind of go back and forth with generally releasing these figures versus doing what's called a soul web exclusive. Uh, so generally the soul web exclusives are a little bit harder to get your hands on. Now, uh, right now, Luke is actually still available for pre-order. Uh, he has not sold out yet. Uh, so you can find him on uh, Anime Export or yeah. Nippin, Nippin Yasin. Uh, Ami Ami? Yep. No, Ami Ami is not one of those sites. So oh, that's, that's the problem. Um, so like we usually use Ami Ami. Um, but like I said, Soul Web exclusive is a little bit different. I the only Soul Web exclusive I bought in the past is the Qui Gon Jin, and uh, I was able to get that through eBay through a Japanese store. So uh, sometimes they sometimes they sell sell out, sometimes they don't. I was actually surprised that this one has not sold out yet. So it's actually um, still available. It's a good it's a good sign that at least um, we're not looking at a secondary market of paying over a hundred dollars for a Bandai figure. That's that's just crazy. Uh, so this this is the one uh, when the Black Series versions of Ray and Luke were revealed. I was like, all right, cool. I'm never going to buy these anyhow, but hopefully Bandai makes them. When they did announce the Ray not too long ago, uh, as part of that whole get a free droid if you pre-order like the two figures at a time for four months, you know. So that was a cool thing. Um, Ray now is close to sold out on most sites, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's this little pairing of these two figures uh, will be tough for some collectors, but um, this looks uh, still with no lightsaber. So uh, who yep. knows? We don't know what's going to happen in episode eight. Uh, we don't know what the status of Luke Skywalker is until next week. So really the only speculation on this figure is one of the accessories we really shouldn't even mention. So if you want spoilage, go online um, because there's, there's, one of the accessories is a little bit revealing to a spoiler in the movie. Um, what do you what do you think of this figure? I think it's good. Um, See how it's kind of like looks like cloth, but it's definitely not cloth. It's not cloth, which whatever. I'm okay with that. I guess I'm just I'm gonna have to really do some soul searching um, with what I want to do is regarding six inch figures um, because. I love the articulation of the Bandai figures and the accessories of the Bandai figures. And even though I get really mad at Mezco for taking pre-orders and not producing figures, I feel that their overall soft good quality and price point in the fact that it's in America, no offense, um, is better. And I know they don't have the license for Star Wars, but... When I have to choose between obviously a $60 figure or a $230 figure, and obviously that's a way huge of a gap, I'm still leaning towards getting Hot Toys 
for my Star Wars as opposed to these six inch figures. So I want them, I like them, but I'm kind of feeling that I might wait on some of these figures to see when they show up on Amazon for $40 for Prime, um, which a lot of them have. I looked yesterday and I said, okay, I guess I could still get a bunch of these. Um, maybe not the big ones, maybe not the Luke, but then the Han Solo from episode four is there and it's for cheap. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, I yelled at you the other day for ordering it without me. And then I was like, oh, okay, let me order it. And then I was like, do I need it? Because I know I'm going to get that Luke on Hot toys. toys. That's why I don't tell you about these things sometimes. Because You still have like, to tell me, God damn it. I know. But I mean, <laughs> when we discuss that it's coming out, you know most likely that from the tone of my voice, I'm going to buy it or not. Um, yeah. Like you, I I agree with the whole Hot Toys thing. I'm, I buy most of my Star Wars figures as Hot Toys. Yeah. But I know that... I'm most likely not going to buy that Ray and Luke as a hot toy. Um, I'm happy with my episode seven Ray and Luke. See, I didn't get uh, those. But right. So now I'll get these two in, in six inch version. Cause I really, I did want them in the six inch size. Um, and I, I am a big fan of these figure arts. What I, what I'm a little confused on is let's take a look at that episode four Vader uh, that they just promote uh, cloth, cloth cape. It's kind of weird because they're not really known for their soft goods. No. Um, this Luke looks like his very well, like detailed uh, sculpting there for his shirt looks like cloth, but apparently it's not. No. And then his hood is like how that Kylo is. The Kylo comes with a, just this hood accessory that you put on. It's like Legos. You put on the hood and then you put the head on top of it. Mm -hmm. um, but and I like that hood because you can move it. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, they do a good job with it, but it's like, why would you give Vader a cloth cape instead of, and then give him like a, a soft plastic uh, waist cape? Right, it's just right. weird choices like that. And I, I just, I don't want them to think that they have to get into the soft goods market just because, um, you know, uh, Hasbro and, and Mesco is, are doing it on the two opposite ends of the spectrum. And then you have Bandai who is supposed to be right in the middle of the two. Um, cause they don't cost as much as Mezco and they, they're definitely not as, as, as mass produced as, as black series. Yeah. They don't have as much, um, quality control issues. They don't, they don't. So yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, it's a hard road. You know, like Kylo Ren, I've got like 12 different versions of the fucking character. I got like a 14 inch plastic unarticulated one down to the three and a half unarticulated one. You know what I mean? To the Micro Machine one, to my Kylo and Hot Toys. So it, Luke Skywalker slash Mark Hamill's face. Do I need that many versions of it? Personally, I just need Return of the Jedi Luke, which I did order. And I'm happy. Yep. I'm excited. And I have the Bandai version of it, too. So, like, that version of Luke, I will buy 30 different versions of it. I got the Little Black series one as well. <laughs> I, will have a, I will have a hard time not ordering an Empire Strikes Back Luke, though. That, Ooh, which one? You mean the, the final, yeah, the final duel. What, I mean, that's his whole suit is based on that. So it's like when he's on Dagobah, the jacket's off and he's got the tank top on. So I mean, that suit yeah. is most of the movie after you. Yeah. Oh no! Well, yeah, of course, it's either Tie Fighter pilot or that. So, but he is a black Tie Fighter. <laughs> no shit. I'm like, I'm just. I know. Yeah, I know. You're right. Fuck <laughs> okay. No speed or whatever. All right, we're done. This episode is over. So you, where can you find us? <laughs> <laughs> Go to don'tforgettotattle.com every day. Uh, we have your source of geekly news, reviews, and interviews. Uh, we are 
currently still working on a site overhaul, and that will probably happen after the holidays. Shut uh, so up. 2018, we promise you a new site. So I can make that promise. I can definitely make that promise. That's true. Um, you can also get us on social media, at DFATTOWEL, on pretty much everything, Instagram, Twitter, on uh, Facebook, don't forget Towel One. And like I said before, if you have to email us, contact is one of those ways. Don't forget Towel One at gmail.com. Listen to us on Stitcher. Thank you. Share it. Listen to us on iTunes. Rate, review us. Thank you for listening. You guys did a bang up job in um, November, one of our all star months, actually. And this month obviously is a little bit more funky with the holidays, but we will. Still try to produce uh, consistency of of um, episodes. And again, thank you very much for uh, for being Towelites. So this is Casey saying, "Go see the Last Jedi next week." We'll definitely do a post do a post episode for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pumped for that. There'll be uh, as I'm usual. We'll probably do like six months of Star Wars podcast <laughs> after that comes out. <laughs> so <laughs> we already do six months of Star Wars podcast before. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> have a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Nah. All right. <laughs> we'll see you later, Tallweights. Bye.